Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They rubbish is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We pastors. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20 down. Five touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, Rash. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Everybody, happy Friday to you, October 27, 2023. Scoots, if you're doing anything that we need to see on camera, your camera is not facing you. No, it is. It's I saw it. He was doing, but he was doing three points. Oh, well, then I've one. got something. Something's wrong on my end then because I'm just, he's like super zoomed in where I can only see like his right ear. <laughs> Oh, and I just snorted. But you can you can see his all his entire face just fine on your end. Yeah, it looks totally normal. You're totally normal. I'm like that's the weird thing is that there's nothing different with you. So why would it be? Why would I have anything different with Scoot? Wait, you're being serious? I, no, this is just the way I like to start my radio shows with the classic goof. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm being serious. Huh. I can't. I can't. I can see your right headset of your earphone, and I can see you're wearing a hat. But... <laughs> Interesting. That's good. That's- I thought you were going to give him hell because he didn't do just the one point. He was like, like he was trying to start a song or something. No, I did like- do the one point twice and it didn't get acknowledged. So that's when I would just go crazy uh, with the point. No, I figured it was probably about time. I looked at, I mean, that's normally the time that we get going, but uh couldn't, couldn't see scoots. And yeah, so I, I don't, hmm. Well, Rosh, why don't you tell us how you're doing, how the start to your Friday, October 27th, 2023, is going. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'll reconnect and see if it, it makes Scoot's camera look a little bit better. But quite the mystery to start this Friday edition of Kentucky Roll Call. It's it's quite a mystery, but it is uh, a great day. It feels wonderful outside, a beautiful fall day, um, oh. and... I'm excited. I'm ready to rock and roll. It's Friday. Got a warm cup of Joe from Thornton's on my uh, desk, and uh, had a had a night at Boo at the Zoo, and we had very minimal crying. So yeah, I thought it went pretty well, pretty well. Uh, kids really liked the, the dress on the costume, but uh, TJ they did they really did take away a lot of the the fun stuff for the kids to do once they're there, like. 
they have the little disco ball dance party area, but for the most part, it's like trick or treating and pictures with the characters, and that's about it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what it's always been, with the exception of like the hay patch. Well, it was that pump, and then, the pumpkin patch hay field thing. They used to have that, and then at the very end, there was like a smoke machine and like seesaws, and there was a, they had a couple more interactive things that I. I mean, I wasn't mad that they weren't there because the kids were tired and needed to go. But um, but still, it was a good time. First old, I, I did do the thing when we got home and definitely had my first bits of uh, Halloween candy of the year. Opened up our bag. It was, mm-hmm. it was a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Good. Uh, good call. Glad it went well. It, it's fun. It's a little chaotic. But food at the zoos, uh, you, when you're a, a parent, it seems like it's almost like a and annual, well, it is. It's annual tradition for a lot of folks. I'm glad that Louisville does it. It's uh, I know a lot of zoos do something similar, but glad you had a good time. Scoots, how was your Thursday? Uh, it was okay. I, I got home late, of course, after doing Rutherford. Did I even eat dinner? I don't even remember. Oh, yeah, I stopped at White Castle, so that was a good decision. And then I proceeded to, I guess, drink too much, and I fell asleep while the football game was 24-10. to 10. And I was pumped. I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to start the week 1-0 with the Bills getting a cover. Then I proceed to wake up in my recliner at 1.30 this morning. So, to be honest with you, my throat is killing me. I imagine I was sawing some serious logs, and now it's a little swollen <laughs> in my throat. So, it, it hurts to talk. So, I'll, I'll be talking minimally today on the show. Well, after this is – are you doing Spears? You do Spears, right? Yeah, but he's on location today. He's at Salsaritas. So – I will. They're in Salsaritas again. Exactly. Yeah. The, only this the time. Only this time. I wasn't told about it. I found out two days ago that they're at Salsaritas. I, I I hear some some anger in that voice. Just just looking for a little communication. Well, you you go out of your way to communicate. It'd be nice if that was reciprocated to you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Spears. Uh. Spears came in on Wednesday and he was like, "Salsaritas Friday." And I was like, "Wait, this Friday?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. Guess I'm not uh, guess I'm not invited again." He was like, "Nope, it'll be Ed Peak out there with me." And then Dugan proceeds to text me during Spears' show, and he is like, "Hey, do you know where the large black banner is?" And I was like, "Oh, for the Salsaritas lo- or remote that I didn't know about." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I'll what go pick that say- up for you." What would you say if they said? You didn't need to know about it. It doesn't really change anything for you. Oh, but it does. How so? I mean, there the, the whole sound's going to come through a different pot on my board. I'm going to be sitting around. I would have been sitting around here twiddling my thumbs waiting for John to show up. He never showed up. I wouldn't know that they're on Comrex. Again, I'm on Team Scoots always and forever. You know that from day one. But what would you say if they came back and said, all right, well, you, you were told Wednesday – that that was your heads up like that's all you needed that's to bogus. know last time they were out there i got like a two-week heads up what would you say if they came back and were like what's so bogus about it i would say i guess nothing i guess nothing's bogus guys i'll be here to produce the show don't you worry <laughs> no but again just not to I, I am team scoots from from day one this is this is pretty egregious i i won't stand for it everything you do around this place and they can't even just communicate a little bit with you exactly and i just want to be on location i'm, I'm kind of ticked that i'm not out there yeah you want to eat some salsaritas exactly what well, the least they should do is bring you some 
John said he would, but I'm going to carve pumpkins after his show. So I'm not going to hang around the studio and wait for him to bring me some. At least you can eat some pumpkin seeds. Just pluck them right out and eat them. Yeah, pop mm. them in your mouth. Yeah, I don't think you eat them raw. My wife makes great pumpkin seeds. They're always delicious. I was eating some during the show yesterday when we had Corey Price on. That's what I was eating. Uh, it was so good. My dad didn't know that you were supposed to like eat the seed whole. What do you think? I don't. I don't know if he'd ever had a pumpkin seed before. Do you think it was like a sunflower seed, and there was like I, something inside it? I brought some into the office, and he was like, "I was like, you want some of these? Hannah makes them. They're really good." And he is very over the top with like, "You got to try this. You have to ooh have have a bite of this," uh, which he got from his mom. But so he feels obligated when somebody does that to him that he needs to try a bite. So he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll try it." And like he put it in his mouth, and he was eating some of them. And he was like, the seasoning's awesome. I like it. He was like, but are you just supposed to swallow it? I was like, yeah. I was like, it's not a, you know, a, a peanut, which by the way, I eat my peanuts whole. I eat my sunflower seeds whole. If it's got a shell oh, wow. on it, baby, I'm just going to chew it up and I'm going to swallow it. So it's nothing, di- <laughs> it's nothing different for me. Oh, he, that's great. Oh, he, man. He was DJ, like, yeah. Psycho. He, was like, I don't, he was like, I don't like the idea of having to chew the, he was like, I don't like the idea of chewing this up. Uh, he was like, so thank you, but no thanks. I won't have any more. Uh, he was polite about it, which is understandable, and which was fine. But it did, when we were talking about it, it was like, well, since I eat up all my other seeds, peanuts, sunflowers, all that, I was like, maybe you're not supposed to eat the pumpkin seed whole. But I was like, but there's no way you're not to, not supposed to because it's too it's too small. There, you, you can't pop it open and just get like whatever tiny, tiny little things inside of it. So I felt like I was in the right, but for a second, it did make me question myself, Roush. I don't know what is more acceptable to eat your peanuts with the shell on it or the sunflower seeds. Cause I, I, I think it's peanuts because Maybe don't, of, be such, don't be such a baby. I'm, yeah, I'm, but, I'm not but too part proud. Part of the, the whole attraction of, of the sunflower seeds is the spitting aspect. Like, I don't need sunflowers to spit, buddy. <laughs> and and I, I mean, have you ever done boiled peanuts? Have you ever dared to get into that? Uh, I don't know if I have or haven't. I, I don't. I, I I don't think I have because I feel like I'd have a memory of it. I something yeah. tells me TJ would not like boiled peanuts. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's no way. There's no chance in France he'd like them. And I don't either. I'll, let me be clear. I've tried them though. Where, like, um, it was actually in my younger days, I would get a crew whenever Kentucky would play at Georgia. And one time, one of my, my buddies, he just decided he was going to bring a bottle of vodka with him for the drive down. And at one of the pit stops, uh, decided to get some boiled peanuts. And, man, they are, whew, there was, there was some hot ones. And it was like, I actually like the saltiness of this. It's so salty. It's the saltiest thing ever. But it's like goop in your. I just I don't I don't understand the fascination with them. I don't know why they're a thing. Um, but you, that that's shellable. Oh man, I just man, you really just going right for all those shells, TJ. I'll Ooh. tell you uh, one thing. I also have never had, but is also one of my favorite things, which is a weird thing to say. Is give me the German roasted nut smell as one of my top five favorite smells. And it's existence. a great smell. It's an now, amazing smell. It was the best thing about Freedom Hall. Mixing it in with horse poop is not good, though. No, it was like the perfect, it masked the horse poop in some areas. 
Freedom yeah. Hall, I, I mean, as much as it was a people-watching experience, it was a smell sensation. You really went through, like, the seven layers. <laughs> you really did. You got, like, uh, if you walked past... Remember, there, the Freedom Hall smoking room had no no exit to fresh air. It was just a room. Like, it was just, you know, just like the bathroom's a bathroom. The smoking room was a smoking room. It wasn't this exterior patio or anything like that. So if you walked past that when the door was opening at the right time, you just, as like a little seven-year-old, you were hit with this like cloud of this wave of smoke, and it was just so overpowering. You were like, whoa. Basically just smoked an entire cigarette. Like, that's it. That's all you had to do. You just have to go to the – the winter circle in Indiana to get a similar smell like that. But yeah. And then you'd get the, you'd get past that and you're like, Oh wow. That was secondhand smoke, third hand, fourth hand, fifth hand and sixth hand. And then you'd get to like the German roasted nut smell section of freedom hall, which was probably the most overpowering of all of them. And then Roush is right. You get past that. You'd eventually get to some horse poop. You could Mm -hmm. get the smell of a fried rat uh, accidentally left to die in one of the deep fryers, which did happen at freedom hall. Great place. Yeah. Great place to grow up. Oh man, people forget that they had just smoking rooms where there was it was just you went and you hotboxed cigarettes. Yeah, we've talked about it on the show before. I mean, the, we we grew up in the smoking section there. Well, we did. A lot of our listeners did as well. But it was just like smoking or non-smoking, non-smoking, and then you were like sit right on the border, like it was the DMZ in Korea, North Korea. It's just like, well, this is basically just as dangerous as being over there. What the hell? To have the smell stuck on you, like common smell, freshman year at UK, which that's a unique reference, but there's probably like 100, 200 listeners that got it, and uh, they definitely are known exactly what I'm talking about. Common oh, smell, man, I... not, not as good as Freedom Hall smell. No, 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 not as good, not as good. Um but we are going to have a really good sports weekend this weekend, TJ. I am excited about that. We get it's UK our first basketball. double dip. Yeah, we get UK basketball tonight. I'm pumped about it. The World Series starts as well, but that's outside the UK sphere. And then an absolutely colossal football game against Tennessee. Easily the most fun team to beat in the SEC for the Wildcats. And it's been a real shame that we haven't gotten to see as much of it as any of us would like. Let's hope that changes tomorrow night at the Krogue. The line is holding steady. I haven't double-checked this morning. I'm going to here momentarily, but still three, three and a half, depending on where you're looking at it, maybe four. Uh, But it it stayed relatively thin, or a small line, I should say. It's a small line from Vegas, and it seems like those, those odds makers feel better about UK's chances or a close, narrow game than even some of the UK fans. Uh, There isn't a great sense of optimism from the UK fan base, Roush, but I think similar to me, and this could just be my my own read on it, clouding my judgment, but I do think as the week has gone on, UK fans are starting to get themselves into the game a little bit more. It's a little bit of a bummer we have to say that with it being Tennessee, but I do know tomorrow night, when it's time for kickoff, that crowd will be good. It'll be a electric atmosphere. And let's just hope the team is ready to match it. Yeah, and, and I think this is just, there's always a pending sense of dread, of doom, that comes with playing that stupid Tennessee team. Now, some years more so than others, we're like, yeah, this is the year we're finally going to do it. And, you know, and then... I think there's a fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me kind of feeling around the fan base. But 
the kind of like how we talked ourselves into wins this year. We should be talking ourselves into this one as well. We really the if you look on paper, and I, I wrote about it yesterday, and it actually made me feel better about the game. It was just like really all of my just dread is just because of that Tennessee logo because I've I've experienced this before, and I know the consequences if Kentucky's going to lose, but there's a path to winning that's about as clear as any they've had in the last month. And a lot of it comes down to just stopping Joe Milton from running, not throwing, making explosive plays downfield. Like I know, yes, obviously you need to do that. Uh, but the offense that Hinden hooker and Josh hype on them got rocking and rolling. This is a, they, they lean on the run, right? Like they're, they're very balanced. And then they'll try to go quick with you in the passing game to make things easy on Milton. You're probably going to get some Dinkin and Duncan that's going to frustrate you watching. But for the most part, if Kentucky gets set, a lot of it's going to come down to how well do they tackle in open space? How much of a push does that defensive line get? Are they being disruptive in the backfield against that tempo? The The biggest thing is just getting being efficient on early downs because if they get their drive, you know, once those wheels get turning and they really get going to that tempo, it's, it's hard to slow down. Um, but – Sadly, like for me, a lot, the, the reason why I'm not as optimistic is because I know a lot of this is going to come down to how how good can Devin Leary be in the fourth quarter? And I know most people in here, like we, we haven't seen it. We thought we were going to see it. We haven't seen it. So if Devin Leary plays well and like can do the, like the first two or three drives in the last game, the full game, and the receivers play well, Kentucky should win this game. I mean – a lot of people are actually picking Kentucky to win. They think Alabama, after a close physical matchup against Texas A&M and then going on the road and getting demoralized in that second half at Alabama, that they're not going to be able to get up off the mat. This is a tough spot for them. Um, and that Kentucky should get it done. So we should be we should walk into that stadium with some confidence that this is a vulnerable Tennessee team. They aren't unstoppable. That – and. I, I, I hate doing scoreboard math, TJ, but we do have to remind ourselves that the same team that Kentucky beat by a million at Kroger Field a month ago also beat this Tennessee team by double digits. They've been very, very bad on the road. Now go make sure that it's hell for them on the road. And, you know, Kentucky can get this done. They can get this done. It can happen. And as much as the Missouri loss took some air out of the balloon. You get it all back and then some. It almost just it, it, you you totally move past and forget the Missouri loss with a win yeah. against Tennessee. You're right back on track. Big things, expectations for the season. I would be ecstatic. I'd be thrilled. It would make my weekend with a win over Tennessee if the Cats are able to do it. And, Roush, you're right. Uh, you're getting some national people that are picking UK outright to, to win this game. You mentioned ten, I, well, we mentioned it yesterday collectively, talking about which team mentally is going to be more into the game. Kentucky coming off two straight losses and a bye week. Sometimes that can be a good thing. Sometimes that can be a bad thing. Tennessee, you're right. They've had a tough schedule as well. And coming off a loss where they felt like they were – uh, experienced some of the highest of the highs for a moment with a big lead over Alabama. And then all of a sudden you look up and Alabama's kicking your tail and you've lost your rival. Where do they go from here? And then what we mentioned earlier in the show today, you throw in that Vegas thinks it's going to be a close game. It's funny you add those three things 
and it's almost competing against what UK fans have seen, at least what UK fans have seen the last two games. A defense that has not been able to get nearly enough stops and not stops when they need to have them. Again, UK has a lead despite blowing a 14-point lead. They regain the lead in the fourth quarter against Missouri, and Missouri saves their, their best offensive output for the final quarter. So it's not just that the defense has been underwhelming. It's that when we need them the most, when it's time to buckle down, Mark Stoops has really done a pretty good job with a bend-don't-break identity at UK. Well, this defense broke in a big way against Georgia. It broke in a big way against Missouri. And you want it to step up and try to get its stuff together. But UK fans also have some PTSD of never being able to stop Tennessee offensively, with the exception of the pandemic year, with another pick six, which Roush did find the video and tweeted out. Uh, and I was sure to quote tweet it. So if you don't know what we're talking about, go to our Twitter pages. Another pick six. And check it out there. But it far too often seems like if UK is going to win this game, it needs to be in a shootout. And if Kentucky's not able to put up a lot of points, you know Tennessee will. So it probably means a blowout. And you don't have to go back too far just the last season to see what I'm talking about there. And UK's offense has been underwhelming. Devin Leary has not been able to get it going. For some reasons that are out of his control, he didn't have a ton of time to throw the ball against Missouri or Georgia, but he's also had more drops than any other quarterback in college football. Uh, But that being said, he's also missed a ton of throws, and a lot of it falls back on his shoulders. So you take into consideration a defense that the last two games hasn't been playing well and hasn't been able to get important stops, and an offense that just while it has had some flashes – It just has not lived up to expectations and has certainly not been consistent. And that all falls squarely onto the quarterback's shoulders when it's all said and done. Even if it's not totally his fault, it's still, it's the easy point to go to. Will Levis, at the end of the day, he he found ways to make plays one way or another. Didn't always result in wins, but he would find ways to make some plays. And you just haven't seen that same game-maker ability from Devin Leary. So, uh, it seems like the outside, it's, it's almost the opposite of the basketball expectations, Roush, where UK fans for basketball feel good. They like the team that they have, and they're excited about the season, but the national media, not too high on them. UK's chances against Tennessee this weekend, national media, they think they've got a, at least a 50-50 chance, and you're right, I've seen a bunch of people predicting it, but in-house, Kentucky fans, I don't think, seem as confident. But as we mentioned, I do think that's getting a little bit better as the week goes on. Tennessee announced that uh, there's a season-ending injury, although I don't think that people thought he was going to play anyways. But that's going to make Tennessee secondary a little lighter, right, Ralph? Yeah, Kamal Hayden. He's their probably their best – no, he was their best player in their secondary. Um, one of the best defensive players on their team. So that is a significant, significant loss for the Vols. Um, particularly just, you know, you're kind of heart and soul guys, right? Like your guys who are communicating a lot, who are making those big plays, they get people to rally around. So here's your opportunity passing game. Here's your opportunity. Go take advantage of it. Um, I don't think you need to be uh, world beaters, right? Like you don't have to go out there and throw it for 300 yards and do all that stuff, but you do need to, to be efficient, to make plays in big moments, right? Because, like, a lot of it's going to come down to who 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 rises to the occasion in the fourth quarter. Like, when the game is on the line, is Kentucky able to make those plays? I, I think they have it in them, but 
we got to see it. You know, we got to see it. Yeah, that and that's been a nice trend in the Mark Stoops era of Kentucky football. When you're in the Krogue and it's the fourth quarter of a big game, an SEC football game, you feel like you've got a chance to win. You feel like the Cats are going to make enough plays to leave you happy, to leave you going out of the stadium satisfied. Now, sometimes you're you you lose. You're playing against a really tough schedule. Uh, we've in the Mark Soup's era, we've had we've we've left the home the home stadium upset plenty of times. But you feel like you've got a chance. And you feel like more times than not, your team's going to make the plays necessary to get the win. And that's what the Missouri game was so like, all right, Georgia on the road, number one team. Sometimes those games can just get out of hand and you just, let's not get hurt. we got a lot of season left and let's just get the hell out of here. And that's why that Missouri fourth quarter roush was so like, what the, is something big time wrong here? Like, is this a bigger picture issue that we're dealing with? Because they just got punked in the fourth quarter. But I agree with you. I, Vegas thinks this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a close game. And it's going to be one of those things. Is probably who doesn't turn the ball over in the fourth quarter? Who makes yeah. that big game-changing play? Uh, maybe it's a special teams play, potentially. It's- See, yeah. And that's and that's the other part is like, hey, punter, punt the damn ball. Like, yeah, more than be, 25 yards. We, we You can't have that. Right? Like, that. that I, I think that plays a significant like, – and, and, I mean, how much analysis can you have on, like, punter, punt it better, but punter. Punt it punt better. Punt it better. Yeah. I always I, – I, anytime a punt goes out of bounds, I think of the Price is Right game, the yodeling game. Oh, where yeah. They have the yodeling guy going up. <laughs> you wait like to just, see the ref. Well, that's how I think of the ref. And at some point, he's going to stop. Uh, but it seems like sometimes with the UK punter, he just keeps going and going, and you think the ref may go over the edge, and you don't win your prize. But there is no edge in college football. He just keeps going. You're like, oh my gosh, please don't tell me that's an 18 yard punt. Uh, and yodele, yodele, yodele. One of the best prices, right, game scoots. Well, I agree. With I guess that. he disagrees. No, I agree. I, I don't. I don't like it as much as I like Plinko, but Plinko's just uh, Plinko's probably the most overrated, overhyped prices, right game. It's fun at a church picnic, but it's overrated on Prices Right. It, it's you literally have no control over yeah. the game. Oh, that's why it's I like probably, it because people can I, get I would, their heart broke without even trying to. Yeah, but I would rather like have a tiny little bit of skill involved in my Prices Right game. I mean, I'm not saying that I would want to play Plinko. I'd much rather play Yodeling Man. Yeah, <laughs> but I, Plinko's I my the, favorite to watch. Once you see a little thing go down a spiky board once haven't you seen it a million times <laughs> i guess it, you have give yeah me the, give me the putt give me the putt one the putt one's a good time too i haven't the only price is right i've seen is like prices right at night and i've probably only seen that like once or twice in the last five years or i don't even know how long they've been doing it but it's it still has a little bit of juice to it it's still pretty solid i'm um I'm not the most seasoned prices white right watcher, uh, but I do like when they do the putting game because, like, mm-hmm. the there there's where you really get your talent put to the test, Scoots. And I'm sure you wouldn't blow the a putt. No way. Oh, I would no, nail. That'd be awesome. I'd nail it. Scoots doing the putt would be so. It'd just be. It'd be either he'd hit it, and that'd be awesome because we'd be happy that he won, and he'd have that moment on TV, or he'd miss it. <laughs> Oh, everybody, can, coming, everybody would tell me that, that I was wrong. The content from that would be pretty, would be pretty <laughs> awesome as well. All right. We're going to hit our first break. We'll come back. 
We'll talk more football. We'll talk whatever you've got cooking up on the Thornton's text line. They've got oh. good cooking breakfasts and lunch and dinner at Thornton's each and every day. Oh, man. Got me a Thornton's donut yesterday on free coffee Thursday. The maple. Their maple really hit the spot. Um, You know what also hits the spot is crying Tennessee fans. I tweeted out one earlier. Uh, One of my friends actually made his future wife a meme uh, because he's going to marry a Tennessee cheerleader, and he has a picture of her crying that he shares every time, like before Tennessee plays, because he wants that. You know, he wants it out there, so I'll have to share that. And they're also crying because – they, they they got cheated out of wins last year. We'll talk about crying Tennessee fans. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Oh, Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Donatella, T-Mobile. Three words for you. Treat yourself. Treat yourself 2011. Once a year, Donna and I spend a day treating ourselves. What do we treat ourselves to? Clothes. Treat yourself. Fragrances. Treat yourself. Massages. Treat yourself. Mimosas. Treat yourself. Fine leather goods. Treat yourself. It's the best day of the year. The best day of the year. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio 96.1 FM 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Friday. We made it through another week. Scoots, off the top of your head, how many Fridays do you think we have left in 2023? I'm going to go with nine. On the dot, baby. Sweet. You're on the money. Wow. Good answer. After today, we've got nine Fridays remaining. The end of 2023 is going to be here before you know it. October, just a few days left. A few days left to use the promo code at Salsaritas Fall 2023 to get $20.23 in savings at one of the two Salsaritas locations in Louisville. Middletown, it has a drive through St. Matthew's has a beautiful covered patio, and you can go out there today at noon and see John Spears live on Big X Sports Radio, Beers with Spears, Tacos with John out there. I don't. They do, I think, serve alcohol at that Salsaritas. I'm pretty sure that they do. Really? Um, I don't know if Spears will be having a beer during his show. Yeah, I'm. Now, now you're really making me second guess, but I'm pretty sure they did, at least they used to. Maybe it's not an option anymore, but back in the day I thought that they did. Uh, you know, now that I'm saying all that, maybe they didn't. I have no clue. No idea. Regardless, I do know that saving $20.23 is a smart decision. Fall 2023, going out and seeing Spears today, saying hello to him. He would really appreciate it. I went last time he was out there. I don't know if I'll be able to do it today. Uh, maybe. I may be able to try to swing by. Big John Spears fan, so... Uh, listening to him and going to Salsarita is two good choices you should make on this Friday. TJ, if you decide to go out there, can you do me a favor and stay a little bit further away from John? Because you're in Dugan's whole conversation last time was over yeah, there. I went back and listened to the podcast. You, you, That was a little overhyped a bit. 
you could hear like every one out of every 10 words, yeah. but then the rest of it was like kind of Charlie Brown muffle. Well, I just, I, I didn't want y'all to slip up and cost me some money. Oh, you, you think if the, the radio boss said something on radio that would get a fine, it would cost you the producer money? <laughs> Maybe so. I don't Although know that's not the case. Work, we've, we've messed up a few times and nothing crickets. Well, don't brag about it. I'd, I'd keep I'd keep that on the DL. You're right, though. I, I we were we were both kind of telling stories that weren't bad, but just probably shouldn't have been told. That wouldn't have been told on radio necessarily. And what was funny was one of the people that works at Salseritas was filming just like an Instagram story or video or something. And right when she was like going past us was probably the juiciest part of the story that, and I was like, Oh my gosh, is she going to hear what we had said? Which probably you definitely wouldn't want on like an advertising video, but luckily she went inside right before it. So it, it all worked out, but uh, it was that conversation nearly broadcasted to the world and posted <laughs> on their social media. It wasn't even a good story really, but anyways, we love Salsaritas. Speaking of other Big X programming. You were on Rutherford again yesterday. How did it go, Scoots? I thought it went well. The first hour I was a little concerned with. I was having one of those days where my words were just not working. Somebody even texted in and said I was I sounded zooted yesterday, which I found out zooted. What, found out what zooted meant yesterday. So that oh. was fun. But yeah, no, I was. I mean, the texter was right. I was. I was not zooted, but man, my words were not working yesterday. It was really frustrating for that first hour. Sometimes the brain just does, just kind of ticks out, mm-hmm. you know. That that happens. Uh, I didn't get a great night's sleep this last night. I was kind of worried that, like, I'm so tired. I'm just kind of dragging this morning. But adrenaline, talking cats, balls, UK basketball. It's got me all fired up. I, I if you're on Rutherford, I'm almost always going to listen to a good chunk of it. Five to six o'clock hours always tough for me, regardless of anybody on there. Trevor, you any day because that's when I get home from work and get with the daughter and start doing all that sort of stuff. Uh, But I wasn't able to listen to nearly as much of like between three to five as I will normally do when you're on. I did hear you all with your conversations of morning versus afternoon. Mm -hmm. And basically you just say how much you hated uh, doing mornings. I was quite the opposite actually. Well, you did talk about how much you like sleep. You would love to sleep in. Yeah, but you're right. You're right that your overall sentiment was mornings greater than afternoons. Yeah, because you get off early, and then you have your whole day to do whatever you want. It was a good conversation. I've done both of them. Mornings is much better. By the way, you didn't miss much. We played a 33 minute Kenny Payne press conference yesterday, so that was a large oh. chunk of the three to five. I'm sure it was delightful. Just so you played a 33-minute Kenny Payne they press played, conference. We played the whole entire press conference. Don't yeah. you all want people to listen to your show? Don't, isn't the oh, point oh, of radio to draw people in? People loved it. Kenny Payne said he needed spirit children, and the text line lost their mind. They were like, my God, did he just say he needed spirit children? He was trying to say, like, rah-rah guys, basically, like guys with hustle and all that. Heart. Yeah, a little yeah. heart. And, and he called them Kenny's- Called him spirit Kenny's children. Eyes, Kenny's eyes turned black, and he started speaking in tongues, and then all <laughs> of these little spirit children came out from beneath him, and that's Kenny Payne's curse. So, yeah, no, I'm that was Hall- I'm in a Halloween mood. I finally watched my first Halloween movie yesterday. 
Oh, good job. I'm watching my first today. TJ, what was it? What movie was it? I'm glad you all asked. I said good job. Like, the, it's what you're supposed to tell me. <laughs> Any guesses? No. Okay. Child's play. Uh, good guess. No, it was Scream. It was mm, Scream. That's what I'm having some 90s nostalgia, and there's nothing more kind of nostalgic for that time regards to movies than Scream. Okay. Pretty good movie. Like, a great opening scene. As probably as good as, like, a scary movie opening scene as you're probably going to get. Pam Anderson, right? Sure. <laughs> but, Roush, do you ever remember people cooking popcorn that way? Yeah, we did it every once in a while. I never do. I but wonder... the problem was is it, it did burn too easily. Like, And we didn't have the popcorn buttons on microwaves then at the time where they could sense it. But... It was that was like a um, kid, like my cousins are coming over, or like it was it was a special occasion sort of deal, but it wasn't like uh, it. I never thought it turned out as well as it is it. As just could microwaving have. it. Yeah, because like it would just. What's that even called? Pan. You like put it on the pan and it's got that thing on top of it. It's a Jiffy Pop. Is this something? Oh, right? if you pulled that out, that's really impressive. I think it's called Jiffy Pop. Scoot, Scoot's nailing the nine number of Fridays left and you potentially knowing the early version yeah. way to cook popcorn. That's super impressive, Rush. Jiffy Pop only uses the finest corn kernels and has been providing homemade fresh meals since 1959. Yeah, I, I'm sure we probably did that, but I, I don't have a memory. It was cool popcorn that way. to see it like the, the it, it was like a volcano of yeah. popcorn. And it yeah. was more than your normal. Like, that's why you couldn't get made a lot of popcorn. And then um, in a scary movie, when they're making fun of it, they just have it, like, good, like making it huge, ginormous. Yeah. See, and I said Pam Anderson because I don't know if she was the actual version or the scary movie version. Yeah, she's the scary. Isn't she the scary movie ver- version? Well, then Carmen, I think Carmen Electra is oh. the scream version then, right? I don't know, Roush. I don't know. Well, you got to get your '90s bombshells. You, you, I thought you were talking nostalgia here. I'm not. I don't. I don't care about the actors, actresses. I'm not in it for that. '90s bombshells. I mean, come on. I'm in it for the plot. Five zero two four one four fourteen. Not to look at the voluptuous. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about you, but I, that's why I watched scary movies when I was a kid. <laughs> not me, buddy. Not me. Oh. Get your text into the Thornton's text line. We'll talk more Cats, Vols, football, UK basketball tonight, Roush. It's so. Drew Barrymore. Uh, it's even better. I, I know you're bad with names, but yeah. Well, it's not so much that I'm bad with names, Roush. That's not the issue with it. Now you're saying it's Drew Barrymore. It's like, yeah, of course it's Drew Of course Barrymore. it is, yeah. It's not right. like I watch so many movies. I, I watch so many different stupid things. They all just kind of run together, and it's just like pinpointing that person at that exact time when I'm watching it, 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 I, I remember stupid memories of like a UK game of when I was 11 years old, but I'm not going to remember the actress that I saw in a movie yesterday <laughs> afternoon. Like it just, you know, that's the way my brain works. <laughs> People are different that way. It was Drew Barrymore. She's great on the, like the phone conversation. Oh yeah. And she's like twiddling with the, playing with the knobs and the uh-huh. little state. Yeah. It's uh, Which, did, it did is a great scene. Watching that scene made me think too, like, 
do kids prank phone call people anymore, Roush? Ah, oh, man, it's a Dude's great shaking his head no. Actually, I, I've, I've got to take that back because I got pranked phone called by my nephew. <laughs> um, what was it? Three weeks ago, I was at work, and he called me, and I answered, and he hit me. Is your off with the 801 in? And I was like, uh, yeah, but guess I better go catch it, huh? And then he laughs and hangs up. So I call him back, <laughs> and I'm like, "What is that the best joke you got for a prank call? Yeah, it's good. You didn't like it? Like, I was like, but I'm going to get you a better jokes book for Christmas. And then he said, okay, I'll see you at Christmas time and hung up again. Sounds <laughs> like you got got, buddy. And you My, were big uh, mad and called back. It was always the worst when they'd call back, Roush. <laughs> like, just just take your elbows, though, and don't call back. The uh, the one that we I was most proud of was there was a James Bond in the Louisville phone book. Oh, and. Man. Um, so my friend, he, we would just call him. I mean, this, it'd be like after school, I don't know, not once a week, probably once a month, just like, let's call James Bond. And he would call him as soon as he'd pick up, you're needed at headquarters and he'd hang up. <laughs> Man. Oh, you know, the thing is what, like if I, if I were to tell a prank phone call story, it'd be even dumber than that. We would call when we'd call people and act like they want a, a sweepstakes that they had won a razor, a free razor scooter, because razor scooters were all the way oh, back. Then. That was that was what kids wanted, right? And that like, was like they, the best thing just, you win. Like the more you could ham it up or cheese it up when you told them you won, like the better, you know, the more laughs you'd get from friends. You'd be like, wow, you want a free razor scooter. And sometimes the people on the other end would be like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Like, do I give you my info? How do I pick it up? How do I do it? Uh, other times people were like, all right, you all sound like you're 11 years old. Just, <laughs> uh, so when, when, you know, when, I was, when you were telling you James Bond, I was like, oh, that's so silly. Uh, mine is equally as silly, if not sillier. <laughs> but when you're 10 and 11, you do silly things, believe oh. it or not. Uh, but prank phone calling, that was a, a big part of our childhood. I, I was wondering if people even do it anymore. It sounds like, I guess it's a little different, though. Like, the home phone was always such a good time. Yeah, yeah. Cell phones are such a game changer in that instance. Well, because how many people pick up a, a number they don't know? Like, it Nobody. used to be you picked yeah. up the phone because it could be your friend, your mom, you know. Now you know who's calling you. And then that brings me back to, like, the Scream movie. I'm sure it happened, and I can, like, you know, I can think back to my brother, my sister, me living with my mom. Like, the phone was a hot commodity. People would be on it. People would be calling. Sister would be talking to people. Mom would be talking to people. Um, like, people probably did harass people on their phone lines. Like, that is probably a thing that happened. There were prank phone calls, obviously, but there were probably also just, like, creepy, weird phone calls. What did people do? Did you just ha hang up and call the cops? And could you do the star was star six seven thing a thing back then? I think so. I mean, as far as Scoot, I saying yes, as far as I remember, um, yeah, we yeah, used it. I, we I used it all the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I to your point, TJ. I think that it could be like the the creep factor. If you wanted to harass somebody, you can do it regardless of technology. Um, you know, like, I, I think that's the ultimate sad truth. And then do you remember the good old, like, the good old-fashioned ordering pizzas to somebody's house? Such a cruel thing to do. 
Never actually did that, but that was a very well-known prank. Like, uh, back then, they didn't have to take, you you, just, you didn't take card over the phone. It was just honor system. When you get there, you better have my cash, buddy. Yep. And we're, that's how the transaction's happening. And there, I think we got pizza pranked one time where, like, this pizza man came up and he was like, six pizzas, and we were like, bud, we did not order those. And we were kind of, it. Did, there was this moment of, like, well, do we, take them anyways we're kind of hungry like you know this could this could be a nice treat or on the flip side just like well sorry the the prankers didn't win with this one because the the real loser was this pizza shop that now just has to take these six pizzas back to their place but uh, i think that's that's ultimately who lost most of those right was it was just the yeah yeah it wasn't really cruel to anybody, but the pizza parlor owner. Just think of like a pizza night had like a bad luck night where like that happened three or four times, where they just come back and be like another prankster. Except Those Johnson for, boys. Except for the employees would be pumped because they get to eat it. Yeah, but the yeah, manager but... probably wouldn't be so pumped about it. True. I also think you I would agree. get tired of eating the pizza too. You know. Maybe so. Depends like... where the pizza was from. Huh. Yeah, Next but if you, I think I think on? any place you work, you eventually get tired of eating their food. Not Salsarita's wildly addictive chips. That's true, because they're wildly addictive. Just like I'm addicted to volunteers, um, it's my favorite thing in the world. And Volunteer. Tennessee fans, they're now crying over it's it's so funny. They're so they're so sad because the the Michigan. I feel like this is uh, we're going back to the old days, TJ where your Thamels and 40s of the world are just this they're in their zone where every day they they get to uncover something new in this Michigan sign stealing scandal um except now instead of going and trying to get kids report cards it's maybe some real journalism and the the latest they dug up it's it's a lot of just like where are they buying tickets at now what's it going to well the next level was that well TCU knew that Michigan was notorious for sign stealing so they changed their signs and they used dummy signals in that game, which is like uh, some people are blown away by that. I think what would be more preposterous is the latest alleged thing that has Tennessee fans crying. And it's that Michigan fans were giving information to teams that they didn't want to play in the playoff, like their opponents. So that Tennessee didn't want or Michigan didn't want to play Clemson or Tennessee, so they gave South Carolina information on both teams. Now, how much validity do you give to that, and how much did it actually work? I don't know. But um, Tennessee fans pulled a clip that uh, South Carolina's wearing wristbands for the first time this year on defense. Dude, even if the South Carolina defense knew, Tennessee scored 43 points and lost by 20 because their defense sucked. They gave up 63. I don't think sign-stealing – let them score 63 points. It's so funny that Tennessee fans are all hot and bothered by this. Like, get over yourselves. Y'all gave up 60 points. Like, you gave up 60 points. Sign stealing had nothing to do with that. If any team's playing Michigan this year and they don't play, I saw the sign, huge missed opportunity. Secondly, Roush, who you call in a dummy signal? The uh, guy from Goosebumps, that dummy. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Almost to that part in the show. No, I, you you knew that Tennessee. That's Tennessee's athletic program for you. 
We'll find a way to, to whine about something. Let's Whoa. blame our most embarrassing loss on somebody not other than us. It Whoa. could have been our fault. We got cheated. Whoa this program that cheats all the time is blaming somebody else for cheating. Hour two, Kentucky Roll Call coming up next here on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. Point one FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Hope you're having a great start to your Friday. I think it's going to rain a little bit this morning and then should be clear and nice. Another beautiful day. And then tomorrow, Roush, for the game, I haven't looked at Lexington's forecast, but I know in Louisville there's rain chances just throughout the day, high of 66. So it's going to be probably just a nice fall day with some possible rain chances. I don't know if later in the evening that rain is pushing over into Lexington. Uh, and I don't know also if it is rainy or windy, how that could impact Kentucky, Tennessee. But we'll talk more cats and balls in hour number two, one final hour of the week. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Scoots, what are you looking to what are you looking forward to most this weekend? Is it poker night, Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yeah, for sure. Finally coming home. For sure. Yeah, I'm I'm really anxious to see how it works out. Rutherford kind of scared me earlier this week when I t- picked his brain about it. He said, what if you do that and your hair just grows back in a horseshoe? And I was like, oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be a disaster? That's not how why, hair works. Yeah, why would that happen, though? I don't know. Like, what if it grew back in a mohawk? That what if be, it grew back in a, in, a, in a pyramid shape? <laughs> no? Yeah, I guess yeah, I don't know. So how it works. You have what, hair what now. If we live in a Candyland fantasy world. <laughs> we give Mike a hard time from time to time on this show. We all really, really like Mike. Uh, but we actually agree with him also from time to time. Not often. But. Yeah, no, I'm, I really am looking forward to the poker party. But admittedly, the one thing I'm looking forward to most this weekend, sleeping in tomorrow. Sleeping in tomorrow oh, is going to be a big time. How how long will you sleep in? Um, I can rarely make it to eight, so maybe maybe eight thirty. Well, I mean, is that so you're not gonna, sleeping you're gonna, in? You're going to push past where you normally sleep. Yeah, I mean, I normally wake up at quarter to. I, I'm saying is I can't. I normally can't get to eight. So I'm hoping that yeah, eight, eight fifteen, eight thirty, I'll be able to sleep. That'd be tomorrow. awesome. That'd yeah. be awesome. Exactly. Yeah. But that, normally that when I have great. normally when I have sleep in days, it's hard for me to sleep past eight. Well, I believe right. That. Yeah, you can do it. You can do it. Thanks. I have faith in you. The only time I've ever like slept in really like past nine or even to ten is like Roush, maybe like a, a lake trip or like a bachelor party or something where you're not going to bed till three or four, you know? Yeah, or you're just like not feeling well 
Um, we did oh, last Friday. We did sleep until like ten. Um, whoa, whoa, that's but wild. we also woke up at four a.m. the day before and we're like on our feet all day. So yeah, you know, yeah. The I think the latest I've slept in just on a non-baby like waking you up maybe eight, which was like phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty special feeling. It is, yeah. But I'm I'm. Uh, I've been waking up at like almost five on the dot lately. I'm not crazy about this. Yeah, you need to figure out how to sleep better. Like I would be like reading uh-huh. books to figure it out. Like, oh, I've had you... no problem falling asleep. My wife can can attest to that. I'm falling asleep really, really great. I'm just waking just, up early. You've never uh, you've been like a let's wake up in the middle of the night for no like inexplicably. Uh, yeah, you're right. I, yeah. I, I, there's no doubt about it. I'm not. Uh, but it's all right. Whatever. I'm a morning person, I suppose. Well, um, are the Wildcats, are they going to be morning people? Night What's people? The, but see, yeah, you, you need a smoother transition there. I know. To... I, I was trying to um, – ooh, what about the Georgetown Tigers? Are they Are they going to – We can I don't play know Georgetown it's... tonight. I don't know if it's this, like, national media versus the U.K. fan base narrative that I've built in my head, Roush – but I'm ready to get it on Georgetown. You're going to feel the full wrath of the Wildcats this evening. I wasn't sure exactly what exhibition game was, which so tonight is Georgetown. Yep. Georgetown Tigers. Okay. Yeah. You're going to get it Georgetown you're going to get it real good, buddy. So I'm pumped for this season. I, I'm, I'm counting down the days for the actual basketball to start, which is what? No clue. I think 10 days. 11 day, 10 or 11 days a week from Monday. New Mexico, Zach Setembre's New Mexico State Aggies come into Rupp Arena. But this is a step in the right direction. This is going to be the first time we get to see these Wildcats play somebody else since Canada in the Global Jam. And we all pretty much agreed that that looked good. We liked what we saw there. This competition is going to be far, far inferior to what they saw at Global Jam. And no disrespect to Georgetown. Georgetown's going to play hard. This is the opportunity of a lifetime from a basketball perspective for all of these kids. This is I'm like trying, it. There's this really is. only one kid that's not from the area, and that's a kid from Harlem. But the rest are either Kentucky or like Logan, West Virginia is nearby, and so is Zanesville, Ohio. So if, um, if, if they play for an NAIA championship or they go on a deep run in their conference, then those will be big games too. But besides that possibility, this is, this is it. Like this is as big as it gets as being a Georgetown basketball player, getting to take on future NBA players in Rupp arena, Kentucky basketball. So they're going to go out there and they're going to play hard. So if you're UK, you want to match their energy, blah, 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 all the cliche things you say, but this should just be a total domination should be annihilation. We should see some cool dunks, some fun plays. In the exhibition games, and I hate saying this on, like, the news of yesterday with Zanamir Ibicic, but I I love seeing bigs in the exhibition games because, Roush, you'll get, like, you know, a 7'2 big Z going against Georgetown's 6'5 starting center. And and I don't know if their starting center is 6'5. He's probably bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah. Every so often, some of these teams will also have their own big guy as well. But – uh, it's always fun. Just it's almost like you're playing on a low goal against Duke Roush. You know, it's just it's a it's a funny size comparison. 
Cats really won't have that with their big situation. Obviously, you all know their big situation. Two are injured, and one is waiting clearance from the NCAA, which, again, we don't really like to toot our own horn on this radio show. Toot, toot. But we nailed that, the Big Z situation. Yeah. And, again, unfortunately, it's because, like, reading Cal's silliness over the years has led us to – that was no inside information – but here, like, this dude has been playing basketball for forever, and all of a sudden now we can't put him in inner squad scrimmages, which that one on the blue-white game, whatever. I still think you could have thrown him in, him in there, but, like, he had only been on campus for a couple days at that point, a week at that point. But for the exhibition games, why wouldn't you let him go get some clock there? What better way of, like, hey, here's the things we've shown you in practice – now here, we want to see what you take from those practices and you can put into the game. And you're saying you're not going to play him? Something's not adding up here. And, Roush, it makes total sense. And I haven't seen, like, an overreaction from Kentucky fans, and that's good. I will say this is a timed event, though. There will be an overreaction at some point. I do think UK fans, maybe somewhat surprisingly to some folks, are being patient in this instance. The dude was a mid-year enrollee. He's at the bottom of the paperwork for the NCAA of all the all the and right now the NCAA is going through their complicated cases. If if you if the NCAA is still looking at your eligibility at this time, it's because you're, you know, they're really investigating. They're looking through it in great detail. And he's at the bottom of the paperwork with that stuff. He was a mid-semester enrollee. That being said, they will get around to him. This isn't going to be – I don't think – I don't foresee this being something where it's mid-December and we don't have any resolution here or it's December or even late November. I think this is going to happen. You just got to be patient. I don't think it's going to take too terribly long, and we're going to see him playing in a U.K. jersey sooner rather than later, um, and I don't see anybody really freaking out about that. But I guess that yeah. news came out since we ended yesterday's show. Which classic KRC curse? Am I right? But we also told you all that that was what was going to happen, so it shouldn't have been news to you. And I think Cal was Great just point. operating under the assumption that he, like that, they were going to receive word from the NCAA about next week. I think that course, was kind of what he was. And doing. of course, Cal could have just said that. Yeah, but I don't know why exactly. Like I don't that some of the stuff going on over there. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Just say that. Like, what? What? Why are we? Like when? When? Because you're just. Now- you're, you're giving when you people announce him rope. on campus, yeah. yeah. When when Cal goes out there and says that, and you you'll you'll get your first look at him at the blue white game, and just so you know, he can play in inter squad scrimmages, but his paperwork's still going through the NCAA, and until that's cleared, we may have to keep him out of some of the mm-hmm. exhibitions. We don't foresee any issues with this, but we look forward to when he's able to fully participate in games against everybody. That's easy. Oh easy. my gosh. Easy. What? But instead, it it. As he couldn't even he's he's cramping right now. He's withering in pain on the floor. He's in the fetal position. He's cramping so badly. He's a good kid though. We look forward to playing with him. He's, uh, again, I, I, we all love Cal on this show, but he does sometimes bring it upon himself. Right. The, the, like just and, say it. And again, like, you we're Cal smart people. Say, we can Cal handle could say it. like, "Hey, Mitch asked me not to say that. They ask us not to not to go out of our way to mention NCAA clearing out. I don't know. Maybe there's some BS program standard for things you can't say. 
your cow, it doesn't matter. It, just quit. Quit with that stuff. But it's not it's not that big of a deal. It's not the end of the world. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Yeah, just stay healthy in these exhibition games. That's um, always the biggest I've got, thing. I've got some fun facts about Georgetown. Uh, they were in the Final Four last year in the AIA. The city or the team? The team. Um, I want some fun city about Georgetown facts. Well, uh, Toyota, are, are they working? I saw we're a uh, truck plant and Ford. They're going back to work. I don't think Toyota ever got on strike, though. Yeah, um, I, I know people that this impacts, and uh, if this is good news, then I'm very happy for them. If it's bad news, then I, I'm, I'm sorry for you, but I, I think it's good news. I think yeah. so. I, I, they, I think they, they got big raises. They wanted a little bit more, but I think they're happy with it. I haven't asked him what the my buddy what the vacation situation was. That was his biggest gripe. Was like I'll, they had mandatory shutdown, and that was when they had to use their vacation. And it's like, well, is it vacation if I can only take it this two weeks of the year that you're making me take off? So I don't, I don't know if that changed. Yeah, at all. I don't know about the vacation aspect of it. My buddy did say that they now have the right to strike, which I was like, isn't that what they just did? Yeah, I thought like if I thought that the point of a strike was like, Hey, we're striking. This is, you're going to feel our wrath because we're out of here. Yeah. The other thing I don't get to is they wanted, um, I, I, I'm not sure if that's what's stopping that, but they, they're building one big, uh, electric vehicle battery plant in Glendale. And that one's under construction now. And you, I mean, it's an enormous project. Um, they were going to build a second one. That one's been stalled. And I think it's because union people want, like they obviously want those workers to be union workers, but there's something with like, it's in partnership with a Korean battery maker. And so because they're Korean, they're like, no, you can't have unions. So there's like a, I'm wondering if there's a tiff there, if that's why the, the second plan has been stalled, but. Uh, oh, that's. Yeah. Uh, Georgetown though, fastest growing. It is. The, it was the fastest growing city in Kentucky there for a while. I don't know if it still is. Uh, Kyron Jones, though, he had like 20 and 10 in a, uh, to take him to the Final Four. Went to Bowling Green. Pretty sure he played in the Sweet 16. So a lot of uh, a lot of guys that you would know from nearby. Like they've got a couple of kids from Butler, uh, Tay Dozier, uh, sophomore guard, and uh, Jaquay Wales, uh, who's a senior for them. Uh, but they lost three starters from last year. So this team, uh, not going to be as good as they were a year ago. It was cool when they played uh, – I'm pretty sure it was Anthony Davis's team. And, like, the Georgetown team was, like, guys that, like, I had personal rivalries with. You know, like, it was uh, it was a kid from Bullet East that, like, we always went back and forth. And then uh, Mick Werder from Moore, that was who I had my, like, career high game against. And it's like, oh, they're playing against Anthony Davis now. Like, that's kind of neat. So, as you said earlier, they, they will be uh, bringing it. But they, they don't have the – the foul power that they had a year ago. That Jake Omer kid was really good. His little brother plays for him. Not nearly as good, but that kid was a sweet 16 star um, and then transferred from D1 to go to Georgetown, and he was he was lighting him up. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't I don't expect Kentucky to have any problem with him tonight. Jimmy Dykes is in town for the game. I believe this is a SEC Network plus-plus game at 7. So have your ESPN apps ready if you want to be able to watch this game. Yeah, I'm pumped to watch it. I'm excited to see them play against somebody else. I'm excited to see them blow somebody out. I hope there's a bunch of dunks. I hope there's a bunch of three-pointers. All the all the fun things in a basketball game, and I hope everybody stays healthy. Oh, the, regular SEC Network. Nice. Ha-ha. Let's yeah. go. 
Uh, I don't, you know, all, all you, you should hopefully have, I guess some people don't have ESPN plus accounts, so that could be a pain, but yeah, it, right. it doesn't really ever matter to me when people freak out about that stuff. I think, yeah, I but think there's just, a lot of people it's not a big deal for. I know there's a lot of people who listen though, that probably are over the air radio people and or they figured out the tune in app or whatever their way to listen, but, um, still aren't very, like if the game's on plus for my dad, I don't think he's figuring it out. Well, you got to show them. Teach Yeah. I've played golf with your dad. Old dog knows a few new tricks. Uh, Knows how to hit it straight, bastard. UK leads the all-time series 35-15. Georgetown's last win coming in 1927, a 26-19 victory for the Tigers. First meeting between these two teams was in 1903, a Georgetown victory. And in 1922, they met in the SIAA tournament in Atlanta, a 20-point Kentucky victory. So these teams have some history. In the Calipari era, they have played twice. Roush, it was the 2015 team, Carl Anthony Towns, that you were thinking of. Uh, so they never ah, did play against go. your friends or maybe your maybe maybe some they, they were younger guys. Um okay. I beat up on him. Yeah. Corey Washburn, shout out, Bloody Sonus. He was and that uh, that was a, the Kentucky doubled doubled him up. That was a hundred and twenty one to fifty two point victory. And then the team robbed by the canceling of the tournament in twenty twenty. So the Maxi Quickly team, they played Georgetown. Closer game there, twenty seven point victory for UK. And Scooch, that's where I bring you into the equation. What if Kentucky wins by 14 points? What if it's just a Kentucky wins and it doesn't come down to like a last second shot or anything like that, but it's not a beat down? What is, what's the take on Monday? I'm glad you said it was a 14 point win because I've honestly been over here thinking, man, Monday's show would be absolutely bonkers if Kentucky loses this game tonight. <laughs> so a 14-point win, I don't, I don't know. It's an exhibition game. I think people would be okay with it. I mean, you, of course, want to see a 40-, 50-point blowout, but if you don't get that, hey, at least you're watching your team play basketball. That, so that that's kind of my take on the whole thing. I don't really read in too much to exhibition games. Scoots, you've been doing Kentucky roll call too long for that answer. Come on. If people absolutely freak out if it's a oh, they, Oh, they, they absolutely are, but I'm not. They're going to lose their minds. My thing is I'm not going to understand it because it's, no, it really is just that'd, an that'd expression. Be pretty bad. That'll be pretty bad. I mean, you can have a bad game, and Georgetown could have their A-plus game, and they could play really tough. Mm-hmm. This needs to be a 20-point win at minimum, and really it should be 30, 40-plus. Um, the the take I guess could be well this team was in the final four there but this isn't even D two you know this this isn't even D two this is you you've got guys that are going to be an NBA going against guys who will never be playing basketball again after this you may get one player from this that will go play internationally somewhere potentially maybe you'll get a couple good guys that will move up to D two from the NAIA level but this this a 14-point win would, in large part, be like a total disaster. And I'd be thinking to myself, well, could this mean – could the team eventually get a lot better? Yeah, they could. 
Does it mean they can't win the SEC? No, you know, I wouldn't have any, like, all that stuff could take care of itself in the meantime, but I would start being like, that Kansas game is far too close for us to be beating Georgetown by 14 points. So, uh, it needs to be a total beatdown. I suspect that it will. I think UK is going to put up a bunch of points because I think this roster is just built to do that. And I think it's going to be a 90-54 to 54 win by the Kentucky Wildcats. 90-54. to 54. Take it to the bank. I, I don't think anybody's going to care. I think it's all, Monday show is all going to be about the football game, win or loss. Eh. That's just kind of where my head's at. I We're going to be leading with this I game. I doubt that. So. Yeah, well, I, we are. I mean, because Kentucky's going to end up like we winning are. by thirty, and it'll be pretty on. Like, there's going to be like two plays that we talk about from this game, and that's it. Roush, with the way that's the football season has gone the last three weeks, I very much doubt that that's going to be true. That people will want to talk about basketball because there is a faction of the fan base that have already turned to basketball because they know that a ten and one season's not possible with Kentucky football. No, because that that's the thing you don't understand, Scoots. We are self loathing football fan base too. Like people are gonna the text line is gonna be just angry, angry, angry. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna read through it and you're gonna feel the ebbs and flows at different parts of the game of like angry happiness and then just anger sadness and then hopefully anger happiness and like drinking the volunteers um, afterwards, that's what we hope for, at least. I I, I, I just think this basketball game, it's going to, it's going to meet. It's so insignificant because it is like, I mean, people don't even get up for real games in November, let alone like the first exhibition. You know, but but the they will talk about it on the text line. I guarantee we have texts about basketball on Monday. I do think the majority of the text will be football, but that's because of the rivalry aspect. If you all weren't playing Tennessee in football, I think basketball would have more texts on Monday. Well, fellas, obviously the football game is a bigger deal mm-hmm. than the Georgetown exhibition. Sure. No doy. And Roush, yes, UK is going to dominate, but it's a radio show. It's fun to have some sort of conversation. Scoot's Basket- acting like it's going to be people are going to want to talk about it. They're going to forget it happened. I was just joking day. about leading the show. Yes, obviously this is a huge Kentucky football game, but Scoot is right. We're going to have plenty of texts about this game. And the only way I can see this being a big deal, the only way I can see this being anything but, Roush, everything that you described it as, if for some reason it's much closer than any of us are, are thinking. And it won't not going to lose. It and I agree with you. It won't yeah. be – it will be a 30-point-plus beatdown. And the takeaways will be like, he shot the ball really well. I hope he can do that all season. Or he shot the ball poorly. I hope he gets that figured out by the season. Yes, I yeah. don't think we're going to have any huge takes. But we're a radio show. I wanted to talk about it. There we had it. And I thought we got a good discussion from it. But we'll get a better discussion from the Thornton's text line. Uh, somebody said Toyota's a non-union shop. Hmm, interesting. I don't know they had those at big factories. But, you know, we're not necessarily blue-collar workers, so. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, right. I'm out on the field every day. I could get bit uh, by a snake. I could get attacked by a cougar. More ways than one. A Holy Cross cougar? Meow. <laughs> I've been out there, sure. What's, uh? Can we get to some text on Thornton's text line? I feel like we've got a lot to get to in a short time to get there. 
Yes. Uh, a texter says, I was Nerland's Noel 11 years ago for Halloween. I had the box flat top and everything. Not an ounce of racist intent, but definitely look back and cringe. A friend shared the pic on Facebook memory a few years back, and I instantly messaged her, please take that down before I could get canceled. I mean, but like, it does seem pretty innocent because, like, how cool was the flat top with the UK in the back of it? It was awesome. I'm was assuming. Cool I'm assuming he probably did blackface. Is why. Well, that's that's really what it kind of comes down to. It's like, it's all, uh, yeah. But yeah. you know, society s- says you can't do that. And I didn't, Roush. Looking back at our conversation yesterday, I'm 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 definitely not advocating for it. I just. <laughs> I think in in like the arts, it was allowed, and I think understandably so. But you were right that it took their it, entertainment. What like in the twenties took a turn there, or really even before then. Even before that, it was like late eighteen yeah. hundreds. Yeah. yeah, before then, it, it took a turn. And today, it's just it's not whether you think it's silly or just, not. Just, silly. Don't, just don't do it. Just don't, don't do it. it. Yeah. Just not it's not not worth it. Not worth it. It was witchcraft. Thanks, Roush. Correct me up with that one. Ah, oh, man. Wish I knew the joke that he was referring to. <laughs> this would be great trivia for my deceased grandparents, says one texture <laughs> regarding Corey Price trivia yesterday. The the <laughs> Bill Hardy one, like I that that one, the, the quarterback from fifty three, that really got me. Yeah, that's good. It's good, clean fun. John here. Good morning. Tell me, do you guys remember a time the basketball cats ever wore a jersey combination that had chrome or blue candy apple chrome like the helmets for the football cats have had? If not, would you like that type of look? We'll got to go cats yeah. you later. It was the Michael Kidd Gilchrist. He wore them. The silver yeah, ones. I can think of uh, at least twice. Those, the Tennessee, they, they wore those against Tennessee. I love I love those. I wanted to see him again. They never did. They went on to a national championship. And then I don't know if – if I don't think they wore these in the basketball, but it was during that series with Michigan State that I think they played, like, at Michigan State, at Rupp Arena, and then they did that game – where was it? In Detroit where, yep. where they went to Ford Field. I think during that series when they played Michigan State at Rupp Arena – it was the hundred years of UK basketball, so I think what would it have been maybe like two thousand three. I think UK wore silver jerseys that game, and they may have lost or they may have won. My memory is a little foggy on that, but I think they wore like silver jerseys for that, and I was a huge fan of them. But they never wore them again. And they were really shiny too, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, they were like they were different than the Michael Kidd Gilchrist ones because those were kind of duller or not as sharp. These were really sharp. I'll see if I can find them. Okay. And if I do, I'll post it on the Kentucky Roll Call Instagram page, which I posted a cute little thing about Golden Retrievers yesterday. Oh. So everybody can appreciate that. Yeah, we love Golden Retrievers. We love dogs. Let's see. All kinds can... of dogs. Oh, UK won the basketball game. I was always yeah. under the impression they lost. But they, all right, so they won that one, but they lost when they played at Rupp Arena. And I think this is the one that they wore the. Spartans bus zone. Matt May of the Cats paws. Love the... even the best lids are. Whoa! Sometimes even the best laid plans go awry. The uh... oh yeah, 
The oh, old May stories. Those look, so those look so good. Shame we lost. Are so good too on the cat's boss. Like he was really hamming up like the wordplay stuff. It was great. Yeah, that was a tough loss. It was a close game. I remember weirdly enough. I remember where I was uh, for that game. I will post that on the Instagram page. Boom. Maybe we should take our final break. Oh man, do we have to? We probably should. Yeah, legally we we do have to. Okay, we'll be back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Big X Sports Radio go. coming up next. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM 14. Roush, are those blue, blue light glasses from Shady Rays? Yeah, they are. They look good, don't they? Those are sharp. Yeah. Where'd you get those? Shadyrays.com. Promo code Whoa. Big X gets you 40% off. The thing that Whoa. I like about them, TJ, is I, I really, I used to use eye drops multiple times a day, and I no longer do. Um, these blue light glasses really help. If you're staring at a computer screen all day, check out Shady Rays. Use promo code Big X. You get 40% off. Um, and you can also visit them in store as well, too. They've got uh, Outlet Shops of the Bluegrass. You can go there or Oxmoor center so shady rays they're simply the best whether you want sunglasses some sharp blue ray glasses any sort of glasses they will take care of you at shady rays well said and great uh great point yeah I, my allergies sometimes it's nice just to do to do eye drops but you're right staring at screens all day that will also that that also if and i think a lot of people don't know that if you're somebody that's staring at a computer all day Eye drops can help in that regard. Also, Shady Rays Blu-ray, or Blue Light, excuse me, Blu-ray. The Blu-ray craze, I never got in on. Glad I didn't. I was like, yeah. so what? I was like, I remember when I found out what it was. I was like, so what? what is this? And they were like, so you know DVDs, right? And I was like, yeah, of course. I know what a DVD, yeah, sure. They were like, this is a better version of that. And I was like, how? They were like, it's sharper. It's yeah. better. And I was like, all right, let me watch one of these Blu-rays. And I said, you know what? This isn't much better at all, Roush. I love that there was a time, too, where it was Blu-ray was competing with HD DVD. That was a, that was HD a fun... HD DVD was the thing? That I don't know if I even too. remember that. Yeah, They that's... were competing interests, um, but neither lasted long at all. Um, so. Scooch, were you a big Blu-ray guy? Uh, not really, no. Although, I did have the thing. They had them in Redbox for a while, so. Yeah, I mean, I guess I watched them from time to time, basically because my PlayStation at the time would play them. So, yeah, I didn't really discriminate between DVDs and Blu-rays. It's kind of wild to think. Again, I, I what was this, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we did the old things or what kids w wouldn't believe if we told them. Also, as part of just like interior decor, people would have their DVDs or their CDs. Mm -hmm. 
it was like part of a basement's design. They sometimes like a, a structural part of the design potentially. Uh, and that would even go back to VHSs. People would have those just like against walls, you know. Oh, what like as if they were books, which should they even be viewed differently than books, I guess is a fair Yeah, I guess after all, we've got people have books as part of uh Yeah, they're basically the same thing. That's a good point. I really talked myself through that one. Hmm. <laughs> Fun times on this morning's Kentucky yeah. call. Maybe we talk ourselves through some more text on the Kentucky, on the Thornton's text line. Yeah, sure. 02-414-1450. The funniest, saddest ending is that Gil has been a figment of Scoots' imagination the whole time. Yeah, this An is idea just... for, for show banter that got out of hand. <laughs> this is this is just Shutter Island 2. Man, great movie. This, really actually, that would, this could be a great, like, you know, psychological thriller. Scoot's super secretive guy, but everybody thinks they kind of know him from radio, but he ends up having the super dark side, and it's that he's it's he's got a Norman Bates situation going on here. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. Somebody get Zuckerberg on the horn. Oh, man. Summer is transitioning into fall. Get off my lawn with your newfangled seasons. Have, having pronouns nonsense, <laughs> TJ. I kind of butchered the delivery there, but I get a transitioning joke. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, man. Make what or what do you make of Mike Rutherford saying UK hasn't had a top five caliber team in seven years? Dude's a dweeb. Uh, that's a nonsense statement to say that. Yeah, that Oscar Sheboy team is pretty good with Kellen Grady and co. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, if, if you didn't want to say that team, then the the maxi quickly team that team definitely i think had top five odds to win a national championship then you had fox and monk that's still in the seven year window right i mean if no, you didn't that think that that team seven was... years ago oh yeah oh five okay yeah i thought it was five year window so yeah seven years yeah that team 19, 20 21 22 i think they would have been just outside of it well that's six six seven years you know six just inside of just outside of whatever Regardless, yeah, not, Three. Not, not true, not true. Uh, Robert says, I'll be there in person Sunday for Levis's first start. I'll do some on site reporting for the KRC crew, I'll get plenty of interviews from fans. Keith mm. also told me, like, no, do not bet the Titans. I, I appreciate I, I appreciate you rooting for my team, but it's not going to happen. Titans fans are not confident. I like them, I think they're going to win outright, take them in the money line for what it's worth. Titans fans are also very jaded. Um, yeah, well, because they're kind of like Kentucky fans in that they felt like they had their window and they just it's fleeting now. So yeah, they're very, they're very, they're very down on their team right now. Very down on their team. Does Nicholas and the KSR Matt is full time negative about Cal's cats? <laughs> yeah, like I just disagree with you. Like I. I think some people too, like, even if something isn't inherently negative, they will take like a negative spin on it. I don't know. I think it's too much, but, uh, also true that I don't listen to every, like I have to work during, like it's my most productive time. So I'm not going to listen to two more hours of radio. Cause I don't, I'm not good at multitasking. Like while other words are happening. Um, it's not, I'm not good at writing and listening. It's bad. It's bad. Another texture. Says, would Scoot date Olivia Rodrigo? I know she's not really his type. 
She is not my type, but she is very good looking and she's rich. So, yes, I would date Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't think she passes the uh, pre-9-11 muster. I don't I don't know if she's old. Oh, really? She, or, she's yeah. that young? She, she's like 18. She got Seriously? big at 16. Yeah. She's hmm. a freshman at USC. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, then uh-huh. no. No, I wouldn't date her. She doesn't meet the criteria. Does That's wild. To, I didn't know she was that young. Does she have to fake like she's on the rowing team to get in at USC? <laughs> um, why did SportsCenter go to a Rick Pitino practice at St. John's? Because it's Rick Pitino, man. He's po- he's he's popular. Oh, when man. people think he's he's one of the last in college basketball. Yeah, yeah. He uh he said that he had more pressure at Iona than he did at Kentucky. Or the Knicks. Yeah, but when you rationalize that out, it, it, he said it's because if you didn't win your conference tournament, you weren't getting in. Like, I get that. Yeah, I know, but he just he had to go all Rick on us. He, I know, he couldn't, that's, he why he's, that's why he's great. I that's know, why he's great. I love that guy. He was with like, Mr. Worldwide last night, too. Dale. He, he loves that guy. We need to get him on the schedule. And, like, I, I just I, – I don't – don't buy this narrative that like Cal and Rick hate each other. They were competitive against each other because they were similar. They're getting they're they're com- they're viewed in a similar light. They both are kind of jockeying for position in the college basketball hierarchy in the pecking order. And obviously, Rick Pitino's ahead of them. And I think that's why Cal loved just where Rick was at when he was just beating them. And that's when Kentucky was at their best for what it's worth. And Kentucky's little dip as a program that we've taken these last few years, it's not a coincidence that I think that's because U of L has just been a deceased corpse of a program, just dead. No, 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 nothing. Cold body, six feet under. That's what U of L basketball has been. And I think that that's taken a bit of fire away from Calipari. But I, 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 I want, uh, I want Rick Pitino to be embraced back for everything he did for UK. And I think it'd be funny if UK did it before U of L could, and they don't hate each other, but they just competed against each other. Roush. Yeah. Uh, I, I think next year that, 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 that should happen. I'm, I'm all with you. Let's, let's start getting our ducks in a row to make that happen next year. Yeah. The only thing is I just don't know what St. John's would agree to and what, Cal and UK would be willing to concede and especially doing the IU series with the Gonzaga series and you're always going to have to play Louisville it's like you may be running out of dates as long as the Champions Classic in the CBS Sports Classic exists I think it's also time maybe to like retire one of those I wouldn't mind I would rather have both of them go than keep both of them if the choices are either you get both of them or you got to lose one of them I'd say go ahead and scrap both of them, but I would rather just maybe keep one of them. And honestly, I don't really care. I used to always say get rid of the CBS Sports Classic, but if they got rid of the Champions Classic, it may be more in- incentive to get UK and Duke in the ACC-SEC Challenge, which means home games, which would be cool. Uh, but either one, but the CBS Sports one's always the one that's more empty. So you think probably get rid of that? Yeah, and it CBS doesn't feel like that one matters as much. Like everybody watches the Champions Classic. CBS yeah. Sports Classics, just another Saturday during bowl season. Um, what do we got? Wait, wait, what do we got next? Um, also, I'm pretty sure those contracts are locked in for a long time. Like, they just renewed them recently. I'm so, pretty sure you were right about that. Yeah. So, uh, sorry to waste everybody's time. Justin Edwards needs to become a wing stopper. He doesn't need to be MKG, but he can't be James Young on that end. 
Yeah, I don't know if wing stoppers are the right word. Uh, never had their wings either. Not sure if they're any good. But, yeah, to your point, he can't just be god-awful. Um, and at times he was off the dribble. Excuse your length, man. You've got a lot of physical attributes that others don't have. Use that to your advantage. I, I think you summed it up perfectly, Texter. Just uh, doesn't – it would be – if he's MKG, that'd be amazing. But Justin Edwards seems so much to be somebody that needs to, like, if if you push the right buttons with him, you may get something that's amazing. If he doesn't feel overly motivated, you may get somebody that's willing to get beaten. Um, I, 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 I think that uh, he's got all the tools, though. That's the thing. Like, DJ Wagner, can you see him being a liability defensively? I can't. Justin Edwards, yeah, should no. he ever be a liability defensively? In, in no way, in no world. Same with Dillingham, just with how quick he is laterally. There's no way that somebody should be able to regularly get around him. And then uh, who who was it yesterday that was pulling – that that pulls – Brandon, that pulls the videos on Twitter? Yeah. Brandon Ramsey. Brandon Ramsey. He was showing video of, like, Reed Shepard in, in transition defense, just being able to get in front of – I think both DJ Wagner and Justin Edwards, those are tough guys having to go downhill and trying to get in front of, and he turned them away two different times. So super impressive stuff there from Reed Shepard as well defensively. I don't know if this is going to be a great defensive team, and until they get a rim protector, they probably cannot be. But I don't think they should be bad, and I think their perimeter defense should be good. And that's something that, like, outside of Case and Wallace last year, that was not all that great. Chris Livingston was underwhelming defensively when it was all said and done. He, he was wasn't bad but overall. He, he, yeah, well, you're yeah. right about that. Go ahead. Uh, next text, please. Uh, go back to listen to Wednesday's show, Scoots. You said charistic multiple times. Charistic? Take it easy on our buddies. Take uh, it easy we, on our buddies. Are we sure it just wasn't my southern accent? Charistic. Oh, so <laughs> your southern <laughs> Indiana accent. <laughs> I love that, Scoots. What's next? Uh, yeah, I'm, pretty I'm sad. finalizing my, my pick, so I need you to read the text line. Pretty sad to see what Rob Doster has become. Had a lot of hope for Field of 68s continuing to trend in the wrong direction. I blame the Elonification of social media. Well, yeah. Um, and it, like, I've learned this dealing with YouTube. It's not just Elon, it's everything. Like, YouTube, you have to. Like the thumbnails and stuff, like you have to do it a certain way for people to click on it. It's It sucks, but that's just kind of the way it is. But to your point, I do think they, they, they might go a little bit above and beyond on some of it. The one thing I do like, though, is whenever the season actually starts and they just do their live show at 11, um, I, don't, I, I always caught it when it would be on like XM the next morning. I would be driving into the station and listening to it. But uh, their their after dark, I thought was a a, a a fun like college basketball post game deal that wasn't too like they were just talking about games and they weren't have like they're bad at takes they try to do the take game and it sucks but when they're just talking basketball it's actually pretty decent yeah but I have a somewhat tra- like transitive property that if you're takey just for take sake then I don't know if I want your serious just like game analysis either like. Not that it, not that it's inherently wrong or that it's always going to be wrong, but I just if you're wrong about such the the most simplistic takes that like hey UK probably doesn't have a guard issue, which by the way who is it Borzello that does the 101 top players in college sports? I wrote that down to bring up on today's show. 
UK's top player was Justin Edwards, and now I forget exactly where he had Justin Edwards ranked. And then he had DJ Wagner and Antonio Reeves. But I want to say maybe nobody in, like, the top 40. Edwards may have been. But uh, Wagner and Reeves, very, very low ranked. But those were the – no big guys from UK were ranked in the top 101 players. So They shouldn't, uh, you know. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of silly not to have Aaron Bradshaw. He's, but I mean, like TJ, he's got to be able to play, and uh, there's that's there's a legitimate question. There's not a legitimate question. If, why, like, if he was, if he was just a player at Arkansas, and Arkansas had a player last year that dealt with an injury and and stepped away, but it was mysterious and whatnot, and people weren't sure if he was going to come back. But if he was just a player at random college university, people wouldn't be doing this. Yeah, no, they would because he's not like that guy had a different skill set. He had the Justin Edwards skill set, the like big future NBA guy. Bradshaw's like, how many guys like Bradshaw have had success at the college level? Put injuries with bigs is concerning, but it's not like a horse. horse, They're not horses. We don't have to bring out the curtains and the shotguns. He's going to be okay. He's going to play basketball. I was told there would be a shotgun. He's going to play basketball this season. And, And by the way, I read that list right when I woke up. Maybe I missed Bradshaw. Maybe he actually was on there. So I'm, I'm just prefacing by saying uh because i don't remember where edwards was because i read it now like four hours ago or three hours ago but um yeah i just i I, when i went through it bradshaw didn't jump out but if somebody has been like talked about at least even briefly in the number one pick conversation it probably should be in the list of the top 101 players in college basketball are you talking about the norlander one the cbs one yeah my bad yeah I don't know. I don't. Again, it was like five, five, five a.m. I just woken up. Give me a break. The NCAA sucks, obviously, but I have a hard time blaming them here. He wasn't accepted into the school until early October. I agree. Okay, I'm yeah. all in on the South Carolina speculation. What would that mean, Roush? So I was talking about with the sign stealing thing that South Carolina got stuff from Michigan. The thing that actually is intriguing is the FBI is investigating. Uh, computer hacking by former offense coordinator. That's where it's like, okay, Ooh, what the hell's going fun. on here? There's going to yeah. be a movie about. Everybody knows there's going to be a movie about this. Justin Edwards was the 18th on that list, by the way. Top 18th. 20. All right, much higher than I thought. Thank you for correcting yeah. me. I'm already tired of Cal's BS this year. His injury timelines keep getting moved back. Then everybody will get their first glance at Big Z in the blue white scrimmage. No, it'll be next week against Georgetown. No, I'm sorry, it'll be next week against Kentucky State. Wait, wait, he has to go through his ramp ups first. He hasn't had a full body-to-body contact yet, so wait till next week. Uh, the truth comes out. He can't play until he's cleared by the NCAA. That's all Cal had to say at the very first, that he won't play until he's cleared by the NCAA. Cal would rather climb a tree than level with us outright. Frustrating. Well, overall, I agree with your sentiment. I just wouldn't get so worked up about it. TJ, yeah, yeah just let us let – uh, just you can't listen to him at some of his stuff. Like, you let us translate for you, and listen we'll happily his, do that. Listen to his basketball analysis, but then everything after that is goobly gawk. But I think yep. when he's like actually talking basketball, every so often he'll say stuff that's pretty interesting. Sometimes when he's talking like, you know, my ideas for the NCAA, he's got some good ideas there. But when it's injuries, timelines, you know, recruiting, stuff like that, it's usually just like a sales pitch or something silly. TJ, thoughts w- on this? Wagner was uh, 55 and Reeves was 59. So okay. three top 60. Yeah. Three top 60, but also not a contender for being a good team. Um, whatever. 
TJ, thoughts on this tweet by Mr. Denny's? By the way, I was all right with, like, only having three. Well, I think Bradshaw should have been. But outside of that, not having Dillingham. Not ha- I mean, Trey Mitchell, at the end, he had, like, Khalil Ware scoot, which I think that's probably fair. for. He had Keon Brooks there at the end. I maybe would have Trey, Trey Mitchell over Keon Brooks, but they'd be in the conversation. So maybe you have Trey Mitchell at the end. Bradshaw definitely should have been on there. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just not – I'm very anti – Aaron Bradshaw, Let's clip that for later, Scoots. Whenever he has a big game, I just I need I need to he needs to prove it to me. Oh my gosh, he, he's gonna be yeah. fine. Everybody needs no. to chill out. He had, is, he averaged one point. He averaged one block a game in high school. Like, come well, on. I'm not thinking that he's gonna be this like a rim protecting. I think Uganda would be more like that, and I don't think we're gonna see Uganda any anytime sooner. But everybody, it's gonna be all right. Let's all just relax. What is your least favorite thing about Tennessee? Mine's the seemingly low IQ of the fan base and how much they annoy me online. Thanks, South Georgia Wildcat. Mine's Nashville traffic. Mm, mine is uh, Rocky Top. That song is oh, the yeah. soundtrack of hell. Hunter S. Thompson. John here. Happy TJF morning, everyone. Wow, it's time. Game time. By gosh, Cats. Basketball, football. Oh, my. Let's go. Basketball Cats will win by 30-plus big ones, and the football Cats will win by three magical points, my friend. Have a great weekend. Got to go catch you later. TJ doesn't know who Drew Barrymore is. Oh, my gosh. Fever pitch. Favorite movie. Yeah, of course I know who she is. There are cases where people have shaved their heads and didn't grow back the same. Usually, if you have a full head of hair with no patchy or thinning parts, you're good. That's good. Uh, Scoot, you'll be fine. Don't don't listen to the haters. It's good to know. Man, man hit Keeneland yesterday and pulled $155 on the first race. All the space in the world tailgating, too. Good signs for the game. Well, that's great. Congrats. That sounds like a great little uh, Thursday with that weather. Hey, Andy gave out another tip. It was four to one. Scoots, you should have been listening and watching. Mm. Scoots has way too much on his plate. I need some help today. Usually by Friday, I've been able to talk myself into thinking Kentucky's going to win their game, but it's Friday and that feeling hasn't come yet. Please do your best to convince my dumb brain we're going to kick the ball's ass tomorrow night. Go Cats. We'll wait on that. We got more of that later. Got to agree with Scoots over Roush on this one. Football season is over for the Cats. Time to move on to basketball. I, Roush, any comment? Suck it. Yeah, there you go. I can tell you I don't give a flying fart about the basketball game. The football game could determine my mood for sports until the Champions Classic. Yeah, That's exactly. Yeah, I'm with you, Mook. It's going to be either good or bad. Like, there's a lot riding on Saturday's game. Scoots wasn't trying to argue otherwise. He was just saying that people are going to text about basketball. He was right about that. Go, Scoots, go. Thank go, you. Scoots, go. It's, it's time for our picks. Uh, I'm absolutely dominating. We got to rapid um, fire these. Yeah. All right. My first game, I'm going with the Clemson NC State under 43 and a half. NC State's offense is wrecked and ruined. Clemson NC State under 43 and a half. All right, Scoots, go ahead. Not sure why I'm doing this, but I'll take Indiana plus 32 against Penn State. Oh, terrible idea. Absolutely. Um, James Franklin loves covering big numbers. Mississippi State plus six and a half at Auburn. Uh, more on, you know what? I'll just go ahead and cross-reference that one. Go ahead and give me Auburn minus six and a half. I had that one written down as mm. is. So Auburn's going to beat a team by seven points. Good luck with that. To, Mississippi State's going to have a big letdown, or they they they're going to have a letdown after the Arkansas win. I'm going to take right. rivalry game Maction. Give me over forty-seven and a half Eastern and Western Michigan. Forty-seven and a half. Yep. Eastern Western Michigan. Eastern and Western. Oh, Michigan. man. Yeah. Okay. Playing with fire, Scoots. Um, I'm going over Vanderbilt Ole Miss, 63. Vandy overs have hit in every single game this year. If they get to 20, I think they can – I think that's all they need to do to get over 63. 
I had that one. My lock of the week, go ahead and take Nebraska to beat Purdue by three. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites. But Nebraska giving two versus Purdue, two-and-a-half versus Purdue, lock of the week. Miami at home against one of the worst teams in the ACC. I'll take them with the 18-and-a-half. Okay. And Roush? Um, I am going to rock with um... – what do we have here? Under 40 and a half, Michigan State, Minnesota, the grossest football game on the slate this weekend. No right, point. Uh, Cats are going to beat Tennessee. I feel better about it. I convinced Woo-hoo! myself. Suck it, weekend. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouch, Justin Young. When I owe that, do. Do we got a chew? Do we got a chew? Do we got a chew?